Okay, so uh, today we learned a few, and we begin from the mission a few lines down. So we said initially, we've seen this uh, mission before we discussed it, and we said that's a field in which one has, at this stage, we're still assuming it's this way, that it's, a person has removed all these thistles and thorns. And we said if he does this during Shmita, he can still plant his field on Motzei Shvid. He did. He was a naughty boy. He shouldn't have done it. However, since it wasn't tikkun legamri, it wasn't a full tikkun, the knas doesn't apply. However, nitaiva or nidaira, if, however, he plows through the field or he um, or he fertilizes it, like we explained, then a knas applies a lot Israel and Now we say, the Mishnah continues, sada shinitaiva, what a field that is which we see nitaiva has been plowed through. He applies a knasset even during Shemitah itself. That Shemitah produce, one is not allowed to eat. So that's not a knas on the owner. That's a knas even if even goes broadly on to the anium as well. Because I mean, no one can eat that. That's how broadly it is. Abihil says, no, that does, that's too far. Beit Hill Omrim, no, you can, says Omrim. Beit Shama says, Omrim ain't ochlim perot shvit betova. We explained this before. What does that mean? You cannot... So, enochlim shvit betova. That means, kilo ochel mishelo. Now, why is it a problem to Tova to feel like you, you show a signs of gratitude? You feel like you need to owe the person something. Why? Because it's not his field. The Torah made it hefker. And if he starts showing gratitude to the owner of the field, then it's as if what? That's not hefker. It's as if the guy's being generous for you and giving his own stuff, and it's not his stuff. However, Beit Hillel says, can be either way. It's not a problem. Rabbi Yudah says, hadvarim. it's actually the shitot has switched. And that's the situation of Zemi Kule Beit Shammai Muchum Rebeit Hillel. In other words, in, in Mesech Eriot, when it discusses the cases of Kule, or where Beit Shammai is actually more makel than Beit Hillel, this should be listed as one of them. Now, this doesn't necessarily relate to Yerushalmi, because Yerushalmi explains it the way I've read it. And what's interesting is that there an, is another Agirsa that says, I saw this bit mentioned in Kahati, that says, Beit Shammai says, Einochlim Perot Elabatova. That when you come to take someone's produce in Shmita, you have to show a sign of gratitude and etc. Why? Because we're concerned that what you'll be in the practice of going to someone's field and taking as you please, and then year two and three in Shmita, you'll continue doing the same thing. So that's that's another gear. So that's just for your own uh, benefit. But again, this, 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 it's, it, it's really simply a an, an attitude. I think so. And Batova means it sounds like that. Um, it's you're treating you're you're relating to this food as if you ate from somebody else's from, from his food. So therefore, you might either sort of sign a gratitude. You want to you know give him something back. You said, "Oh, you let me have your fruit. Let me lend you my lawnmower," or, or you know that that type of a sense of you're indebted to this person. That's what it sounds like. Uh, and you should refrain from that. Yes, according to Beit Shammai, the way we read the Mishnah, you're not you're not meant to do that because it's not his. The Torah is mafkira. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's continue. Let's look at the Gemara. So Taman Amrinan, we learned so there, meaning in Babel, they say That's talking about when you're weeding it out. However, Rabban and Dahach explain the mission differently, different to way we've explained thus far. Amrina Mishacharash. That's talking about um, that you've plowed it. That's what that's what in Kavza means. So the great question is, I'll dat the Rabbana Dahacha, one second, is we tight. so how do we, if we're saying the first, the ratio is talking about plowing. But we said the second pass, Nitaiva, is also plowing. So how does that fit together? So we say, call one second. Make sure this is just mess things up. All right, let's continue. So call am Khorshim Pamechat, um, Vahu Khoreshne Pamim. 
So what it's referring to is that everybody is plowed. The first case is plowing once, and the second case is plowing twice. So we say the kohacha. Now, there's different ways of explaining what kohacha is. One is you don't read it at all. The Reb Chaim says the kohacha means why by um, they were able to plow their fields at all. And uh, or the way the, the, um, the Mara Fulda explains, was it Mara Fulda? Yeah, the Mara Fulda says the kohacha means bitmia. Who's, one says, who's, who's allowed to plow even once? Why is even one plowing okay? So Amrav Yosebra Barbun, anyway, the whole gist of it is as follows. The ain the taman is where the or ain malchut or neset. malchut or neset. Now the what's the difference here? The difference here is that when the malchut's or neset, meaning the the um the uh it's, I'll explain. I'll read Rukhaim says, meaning the authorities that were ruling over us, the malchut, they were saying that if you don't plow your fields and you don't provide bishfield and you don't pay, pay me tax pay us taxes then we will take your fields and seize them from so it was like them. so therefore and this uh, therefore the chachamim were matir to to plow one's field uh, at least to do the minimal amount one plowing through in order to provide the taxes because it was it was lipikuach nefesh it was karova double lipikuach nefesh because everyone's going to lose their property in a year and then they'll have nothing to eat from so in other words, what are we talking about? One plowing is okay. This is, in other words, understanding the Mishnah is talking about the first plowing is was during this, this Gzerat Malchut, and that was just the minimal amount that Chachamim says, yes, you can go ahead and do so. However, if someone takes advantage of that and double plows, that wouldn't be a, that would be a problem. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, because that's all the Chachamim allowed it. So Horebiana, in other words, Malchut Oneset, was that can do the first plowing. Now, here we have really two very different ways of reading the Gemara. I'll read it first like the Mara Fulda, and then, as always, I'll go back to Reb Chaim. So I'll read it as follows. It says, Kad, now you've got in front, if everyone changes the words here a little bit. You've got written in front of you, Chad Meshumad Hava, okay? But mm-hmm. um, the, the way Mara Fulda says, Kad Meshama Havad Mi Aver, once the Shmad passed over, Chamtum Damian Kavat uh, uh, he saw what happened is he saw that it was uh, appeared to them that Tzheter was Kavua, meaning the people kept on plowing. And therefore, he saw people thinking that it was more tough for them to do so. Did I No. When I allowed you to plow, it's not that I said now it's more to plow. I was matter the you being uh, taken advantage of, if you like, or being hurt. That you wouldn't have to uh, bear the, the, the punishments that would come your way. still in its place. So therefore, if the Yisurim have disappeared, then you're not allowed to plow anymore. Right? So that's how we read the Gemara. It says, it's in other words, not Kad, it's Kad Meshuman Havim Mi'avar, Hamtun Damian Kavata, he saw it was as if there was, it was a, the heter was, it was as if it was Kavua. Amar Lun, I'm looking at Gemara, Ha Isur, again, you've got all different words here. Ha Isur Shralachum Mirda, Mirda Shralachum Damian Kavata, meaning, in other words, I only allowed you against the Yusurim 
not against the, again, not that the plowing itself is mutter. That's one way of reading it. But now again, because we always go like, go like Rab Chaim, Rab Chaim reads it as follows. He doesn't say chad or chad mishuman. He said, chad rishia ave avar. A rasha happened to be going, passing by. Cham to ram yam kovata. He saw that what they were doing, the rasha saw that they were mesalik avanim, not just plowing in shmita. So he, he responded, Ha'istu shar lechun, mirdu shar lechun, Rami Kovata. And I read your Chaim, he says, Perush hashta shiatiru lachem lichrosh, klumitarti hitiru lachem liskol avanim. He said, the heter, they allowed you to do was plowing, not to remove avanim. And what's the point of the Gemara bringing this from the mouth of a Rasha? Reb Chaim says, Even the Rashaim would back him with the laws of Shemitah. They were medayik of what was mutter, what was not. Again, two different, very different ways of reading it. But anyway, we see the practices seem to be um, an observation of a practice. Either it was during, again, you'll find this as we go through the Gemara later on as well, is when it says Bizman Azer, does it talk about during the time of the Xera or is it after the Xera? The first time I read it and seemed to be past it. Here seems to be during it. We'll see that in the later in the sugya towards the end of the daf as well. Okay. So Amarav Yaakov Barzavdi, Komei Rav Avau. Lo ken Amarav Zeira Din Rav Zeira said the following. It's said in Rav Yochanan B'Shem Rav Yanai, Rav Yirmei, Rav Yochanan B'Shem Rav Yotzadak. Nimnu ba'aliyat beit livna livza belos. Okay. Now though, the question that's going to be posed, posed, uh, posed here is, one second. They were a threat. They were threatened, correct? And and to basically do an Avera, go against the Torah, or we'll kill you effectively. But didn't we learn in this in the Beit Aliyah Belos in, in, in Lud? They were Al Kola Torah, Minain that they nimnu, they learned about all the Torah, that what? Minain Shi'ima Mar Yok im Yomar Goila Israel Laborachatmikolmitzvatamorbatora. If a goy comes to, to, to the individual and says, do this Avera or will take your life, that you're meant to go and do so, based on the Pasuk V'chai Behem. That's why some will take out the Minayim, because the, the Gemara doesn't actually say where the, say, uh, where the source is. But anyway, chutz, except for the big three, chutz, maravazar, the v'shvichot damim, then yavor, v'lo yareg. Aside from those big three of avodazara, the forbidden relationships and, and spilling another person's blood, that if any mitzvah comes along, and they, and they put a, and they say, put a, and they put a gun to your head and do it, you're meant to go ahead and do it. However, had a detainer by Nola that small. That's only when that happens in private. Aval barabim, if something in public, I feel a mitzvah kalaloish malon. Even a small mitzvah, even any mitzvah, you're not allowed to listen to them. Kagon, even to the extent of the following. Lulainus who papusachad, these two brothers, Shinanulem main beklis chuchitzavua, they gave him a glass, some water in colored glass. Now, colored glass here, Reb Chaim says, it was, it was a minhag of the goyim to drink from colored glass. Okay, and that seemed to be that was whatever it was, and they now Am Israel resisted from doing that practice. So even though it was a practice, we say because this was in public, mm-hmm. they didn't uh, they didn't accept it. It's a bit like um, the, the, I think the the way it's brought in the in Babli says even the way they tie their shoes if it's done in public, right? Um, so Amalem, so the answer so that, that's the question. So how was Rabbiana Matir everybody to start applying during the Shmiti? This is something before Hesia. Mm-hmm. In other words, there's a difference. In, in, in Babli would have said, which means they weren't intending to make people to do an Avera. So it wasn't like, let's go get the Jews, let's make them do an Avera. If that was the case, but for sure, they, they would have had to say, forget it. 
What was their interest? Their interest was just making money. They wanted to collect their taxes. So if it's Hanat Atzmam, this Chumrah of Barabim doesn't apply, and you can, again, Chaybahem kicks in, and they were able to plow during Schmidt in order to save their lives. Make sense? Their lives were threatened or their, or their property was threatened? Well, this is interesting because Reb Chaim, the way he explained it before, he says the way he explained it was it was cur- it, effectively their lives were threatened because if they took away every means of livelihood, everyone's going to starve to death. Right. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if um, if others explained differently. I didn't get a chance to double check that. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah, that, that's 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 how we understand it. Okay. Good. So the question is, Kamehen Rabim, how much how much is Rabim? Uh, so Rabin Rabin the Kisrin Amrim Asrat ten because there's Niktachi Niktachi Betoch Bnei Israel that should be sanctified Betoch Bnei Israel and you know we've got these other two Gzera Shabbos Betoch Toch comes to Vivdalti Mitoch Haeda Hazot this is by Parshat um, by Pasha Korach so you've got the Toch Toch the Korach and then the the Eida is Gzera Shabbos Adman Tai Haeda Hazot and that's referring to the Meraglim so with this, this two step process we get to ten okay the Gemara the here doesn't fill that in for us. Let's continue. Rav Avun Zira Chamnune Pare Chore Chamra Bashubta, which means they saw Ravuna Zira doing what? He was um, he was Mechamer and Ratz. He was going after the Chamor of a Nochri and Shabbos. The, the Nochri forced him to do so. Similarly, Rav Yona Rav Yosei Horun Mipi Al sorry, Mipila Arsekunis Bashubta. What's that mean? Mipila Arsekunis, sorry, not Mipis, Mafi as in Lafot, there was mafia, he was baking um, on Shabbos for the, uh, for this, again, it was a Pilwach Nefesh. They told them, the Moshel of the era says, you bake me bread on Shabbos, and if you don't provide it for me, he was going to execute them. It's Amar, Amar Ramanak, Shittikamei Rav Yona, same question, Abba, Lo Ken Amar Zira, Rabbi Yochanan, Amishum, Rabbi Yanai, Rabbi Yir, Rabbi Yochanan, Mishem, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Yohotzedek, Nimnu Baal Yadbeit, Livza Belud, that they got together, Chachamim, and said, and they said, Akola Torah, and when it comes to the whole Torah, Im goy, I'm taking the word Minan again. Im amar goy l'Israel avor alachat mikol mitzvot. If a goy, if a goy says to a Jew, you can, I want you over any any a particular mitzvah, I'll kill you. However, Torah chutz, you should if it's signed from chutz manadavel gilyarat v'shivchot damim yavor b'la'arog. Aside from those big three, pardon me, he has to go ahead and do so. So again, we said, that, that, that heter, if you like, is only if it's in private. If done in public, mitzvah, and you cannot even uh, listen to it and do, perform it in a light mitzvah. For example, that they gave him this water in a color cups of water, and they said, drink it or we'll kill you, and the people of didn't accept it. So Amar, once again, In other once again, the, he says, they weren't trying to make me do an Avera. They instead, what they were doing, they were just wanted, he wanted his hot bread every Shabbos and he wanted the Jews to provide it for him. I Meaning again, it was Hanat Atzmo. He wasn't doing it to try and make the Jews desecrate Shabbos. That wasn't his intention. I Meaning he wasn't just taking the bread and chucking it out because he's wanted to be Chalal Shabbos. No, he just wanted his hot bread and the Jews are the ones that had to supply it. That's why Barabim, it wasn't a problem. In other words, the issue Barabim to over on any mitzvah is if he's mekaven for the Jew to over on a mitzvah. He wants him to go against his religion, his faith. Okay. That's, a, that's a fine decision. That's a fine distinction to be able to to say which one it is, or that it's not both. Um, it, yeah, I don't know. It seemed to be in this case they were clear. Okay, Kamehen Rabim. 
How much is Rabin? Once again, Rabin, you would sort of repeat what we said before. Rabban in the Kisrin Amri Asra Dikta Idikhtiv Niktashi Patok Ben Israel. Okay, let's continue. Ravavuna by Kamei Rav Yimi. Imi. Ag Goyim. Maushiyu Metsuvi Makidush Hashem. Ag Goyim also Metsuvi on the Mitzvah Kidush Hashem. Meaning, if uh, one goy goes to another goy, says, "Bow to this idol, or will kill you." Is he? Does he have to give up his life? So, Amar Lei Nikdashi Petok Bene Israel, Israel Metsuvim Makadosh Hashem Ben Goy Metsuvim Makadosh Hashem. We find that the Torah says Nikdashi Petok Bene Israel that only a Jew is Metsuvim Makadosh Hashem. Rav Nasa B'Shem Rav Alaza Shama Min Hada. He learns this from Sefer in, in Sefer Malachim. He says, "The Davar Zeh He Slach Hashem Labdecha." Which is auditory of Chaim explains. Ze'amar na'aman le'ilisha. Naman said this to Elisha after he became a ger toshav, and he says rak le'davar zesha ha'olech im ha'melech that he went with a king to bow lavodazara. That's what Hashem will forgive me for. She'ainu said because I'm only doing so because I'm scared the king's going to kill him. That's what he said. And the fact that Elisha was silent, mashma what he was masking, he agreed with it. Okay. And so we say from here we say Yisrael mutzim akudosh Hashem ben goyim mutzim akudosh Hashem. Okay. Let's next case. Rav Abba. Rav Abba Bar Zmina, have a mechayet gabei chad arma abaromi. So what happened is, Amar lei leine achil. He said, so, oh, sorry, I missed a bit. Rav Zimna have a mechayet gabei chad. He was a mechayet, is like a chayat, like a tailing, I think, because um, he was doing by one arma, a baromi in Rome. Aitili basana brought me some non-kosher meat. Amar lei said to him, eat it. Amar lei, he said, I'm not going to eat it. I'm eat it. Delachan, which we say, always says in Loken, in Aramit, in Yerushalmi. If you don't, I'm going to kill you. I'm invite me to If you want to kill it, kill me, kill me. That's your own choice. I'm not going to eat this pasta novella. So I'm going to Who told you that had you eaten it, I would have killed you. You passed the test. That's what it sounds like. Mm. In other words, mm. he was testing him. Had you eaten it, I would have killed you. The fact you didn't eat it under the threat of death, that saved your life. What's interesting here, the Gemara continues. See, what's fascinating, what should have he done in that situation? It was in private. It was eaten on kosher meat. He should have gone and eaten it. Right. right. So it says the fact that he didn't hear what the Rabbanan said that for an ave- for, for small averes in private, you're allowed to, uh, if, at, on threat of death, you're allowed to save your life. The fact that he didn't hear that, that ended up saving his life <laughs> in this right. story. So, right? would, was, so was it Mutter or was it an Avera what he did? To be, uh, 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 to would it be Mikhail? I'm not sure if he did so. That's, um, that's uh, uh, in other words, if someone, the Chachamim say, um, firstly, that nothing happened again, so no avera was done. But in other words, had had the had the nochri killed him, would it have been the chayb nafsho? I think so, um, uh, because chachamim say you meant to give up your life in that situation. But all these cases of when the guns to the head, this isn't a very difficult one for us uh, mere mortals who live in a, a very comfortable position and a different century to start ruling on. All right, but I'll leave that for someone with bigger shoulders than me. Let's continue. Taiva, back to our case in Shmita. Taiva, someone who um, who plows a field. Vemet and he dies. So he's plowed his field during Shmita and then he dies. What does the Knas plow to his son? And we saw this previously as well. We say Rabbi Yaakov Bar Acha, Rabbi Bishem Rabbi Asa, Rabbi Chenina says Taiva Amet if he if he plows the fields and dies, Bone Mutolazara. That it, the Knas doesn't apply to his son. He'll be able to plant in the next field. What happens though? Taiva Mach. What if he plows it and then sells it? In that situation, Asulazara. 
You're not allowed to plant it. The, the, the person who purchased is not allowed to plant in it. Now, why? Well, it's very simple. Reb Chaim says, um, Reb Chaim says, is that what's going to happen? That's an incentive. I'll just plant my fields and sell them at a handsome profit next year. There's no, if the knas doesn't apply to the person who purchases it for you, there's no, dis, there's no knas, there's no um, uh, disincentive to plow your field doing Shemitah other than the fact you're going against the Torah. Okay. Say that about Peter Rabbanan, but go on. Say the same thing about the sun. Yeah, but the sun, in other words, uh, someone who's plowing his field doesn't plan to die and give it over to his son. Yeah, but the son sees that uh, that the, the Rabbanan are, are mat materium, though, to be Zorea. No, but this is the point. In other words, when someone's plowing the field, the Knast applies to him as an individual, right? Yes. And we only expanded the purchaser because otherwise it wouldn't be a disincentive to the person who's doing the plowing because it might just encourage him to plow and then not sell. But no one, you can't say that if we allow for his son, the guy's going to plow because he thinks he's going to die. Like, that's, 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 and therefore he's interested in his son's welfare. Like, that's, that's already a, a little bit of a stretch. Oh, I just read it as a kanas, essentially a kanas on the, the, the new owner, not, not on the intent of the. No, uh, no, it's, it's not the kanas on the new owner. It's like, it, this is, this, we're trying to apply kanas so it's a as a disincentive or a deterrent. That's what I was looking for. A deterrent for the person who's doing the plowing. Right. Okay. okay. What happens? Avar Vizara. What happens if the person goes ahead and plows it? If the person then goes, I mean, the, the, the person is corner and then the plants, then we said it's mutar because this would be exertion. In a, then, then a, oh, sorry, this is not, this is not the case. Avar Vizara, sorry, this is not his. Um, one second. Uh, here. If someone did plow, so did plant next year and the fruit grew, um, then we say that fruit would be mutar, even though, again, you're not meant to do that. Why? Because this becomes because it's very difficult to identify which fruit was as a result of pre-plowing Arab Shemitah and it becomes a, too much of a headache to, for the Tzibur to try and manage in the mixtures and things like that. That's that's the idea. Let's continue. Now here, here I want to share a screen with you because this the, the continuation of the Gemara here is um, interesting. Do we have time today? Yeah, it's, it's a stretch, but let's try and do it anyway. It's worth it. Okay. Um, the continuation of this Gemara is, uh, can you see that? My kind yeah. of work off of it. Okay. Um, the, the way the Gemara flows is understood completely differently by everybody. So I'm going to, uh, let's, let, you know, let's just do Reb Chaim first, because that's how, that's how we go. And if there's time, I'll, I'll show you a few others. So we say, Now I explained to you before that the term is a bit debated in the Gemara. Is it, is it talking about even after the Anas and the passed on, or is it during Dabka during the time of the Nasir? So Reb Chaim seems to be saying it's talking about that time. So and what happened is, what's the problem then? The problem is he plowed twice. Now the question is the fact that he plowed twice, does that, do we apply Knas? Because again, he was only plowing, and he's only allowed to plow once, but the plowing twice is Mishum, uh, what? Is Mishum uh, Eimat Malchut. So Rabbi Yosavah, I thought it makes sense to say Shari. I'm Rabbi Yosavah, Veloshmiya, didn't you hear what Rabbi Yosavah said? So Veloshmiya, Rabbi Yosavah didn't hear that what Shul Loike. Veloshmiya, Shul Pasal Eidut. He didn't hear that someone who does this, not only he gets Malchus, he also gets Pasal Eidut. Chazav Amar In, clearly he did hear it. In In other words, he heard it, but he didn't agree with it because the svara not tenet that what that it would be mutar. So the Gemara says, 
Itat of Kamei Reb Yirmiya. He brings a kasha before Yirmiya, and he said, I don't care if the svar is not in. What beitin came along was mevatelet. So the Gemara continues, Chela, this is going to Chela Aminhana. You've got Rabbi Yirmiya here, but he, he, he switches like Penemosha. The proof of Yirmiya is from here, Chizkiya from here. Batis Shabbat that comes to light a candle from, from, a, from a Kohenet. Tovelet et Tila Beshemen Sreifa Madleket. She can dip her wick in the Shemen Sreifa, meaning Shemen Sreifa is Truma that become Tameh. A Kohenet. Is allowed to a coin is allowed to use that to light their fires to, to as a fuel, but the batisul can do so. Why? Um, and despite the fact that you'll see, Rav Chuna b'shem debate Yan Rav Yanai b'sham mishlachat zevim ha'ita. That was the time of there was a a, a um it was a time dangerous time to be outdoors. There was a lot of uh, uh, wolves about. And that's why there were matir a non kohen this batisrael to use this shem and strafer. And another baitin didn't come and battle it. Um, so to hear, just because your sparrow seems to suggest otherwise, doesn't matter. You need a baitin battle, just like that head terror stuck. So to this, it's sort of stuck. Now let's go over this again, like the Rush Cerulio, just because I think, I don't know, I, I, that's sort of fun. it was easy for me to digest. Um, he says, he says, meaning, again, this is a quint Rosh Cerulio. Marafuld also says very similarly, but I'm not going to do all three of them today. I'll put it, leave it on the sheet. You can see yourself. But Rosh Cerulio says, the question is, now that the Gzeret Hashmat is finished, can we do plowing? Rav said, it makes sense. The Gemara continues and says, ah, but didn't you hear you get Malchus and everything? And he says, no, he didn't agree with it. Now, Rav Chizkiah brings that kasha. And what happens according to Rasirilio? Rasirilio comes along and says, What bait, despite the fact that what the reason for the change in Xera is gone, meaning the reason that you know the, the, the Xera the Xera to Malchut is gone, that when, when Revyana came along and was Matirat, that heter stays in place until another baiting can come about and asurat. It's a completely different way of reading the sugya. Okay. So therefore, the Gemara then continues, like we have in Agiris, so the proof of Revirmia we find from this other case. This other case where the Shemen Sreifa, that it was heter during this Mishlach of Ze'evim, and despite the fact we don't have Ze'evim running around anymore, doesn't matter that heter came in place because there was another baiting to come along after it and say, oh, we don't have the Ze'evim anymore. We have to make it Asr again. But the baiting wasn't matter only Al-Tanai? Well, I don't know. That, that's why Rosh Cerullo reads this book. Maybe that's the reason, maybe that's the reason why Reb Chaim um, disagrees. But it, that's, uh, yeah, but yeah, that's why Rosh Cerullo reads this book. And the heter was like a, a stamp, and you need another stamp to undo it, right? Uh, so those are the two, two different ways of reading it. If you're interested, you can see Marafulda as well, but we should really uh, move on. Let's continue. Uh, again, everyone explained everyone explained differently, but I just want to show you those two different ways of uh, explaining it because we're, we, we already raised that Bismana can either refer during the Xero or even nowadays. Let's continue. Now, now Kavate is again, sometimes if you remember, we said Yashami, when it, when it cut and pastes from another sugya, take some of the wording there. The Tikavata doesn't relate to our sugya, according to Reb Chaim, it's relating to a different sugya. This is referring to Mesech the Ketubot. In Ketubot, there's a discussion if someone dies and he's got a, a wife to give a Ketubah, he's got Yorshim, he's got a Balchov, 
Okay. Now the question is, whoever comes first gets it. Uh, we're assuming they'll have different claims on it. Um, and this is a, there's a machloket. If it's in, what if it's in already in the Yorishim's possession? Is it already considered theirs? Now the reason why it might not be considered as theirs is because they assume it's theirs, therefore they do a kinyan on it. That's a machloket. So so too we have the machloket here as well. It says Let's say someone goes into their own field. Could you me if I go into my own field? It's when I put the fruit into my own basket. Even if he puts it in his basket, why? Because he assumed it was already his and he didn't do a kinyan. So, because he thought it's his and it's not his. This is like another story of Rabbi Tarfon. It says as follows. Now, Kahada is not really like that story because um, this is now, this is almost like switching gears again and we're going back to the Mishnah. So I'm not sure what the Kahada, the, the kahada is. Um, I think some people take it out. Um, there's, he says, Rasurili Nosar Khan Piska Mishnah Shino Nusrade says. We're sort of breaking now according to the Mishnah. But Shama says, Enochlim Perachvit Elabatova. Sorry, Enochlim Perachvit Batova. And now we say, Kahada Rabbi Tarfon. That's like Rabbi Tarfon. So let's have a look. Yarad Lechol Ktsion. He went to come and take, take his uh, figs from his field. And it was his own field. But he did social batova like Beit Shammai. What happened is the security guards, he was very rich. So he had lots of fields and the like, and people didn't know, his own security guards didn't necessarily know who was him. So he went in, he didn't mak your tova to them. He didn't say, can I enter or anything? Because he doesn't need to. It was like Bashita Beit Shammai. Bashita Beit Shammai is, you don't need to mak your tova. You can just go in as you please. So the guards thought this guy just walking in freely and they started beating him up. When he saw himself as Sakana, he thought he was about to die. Go to the house of Tarfun and tell him to prepare the Tachrichim. Suddenly, the guys realized it was their CEO. And suddenly, bowed down. Um, it says, Rebbe Sharilan, please forgive us. I want to just get to the mission if you don't mind, just so we can finish this. Finish this yeah, yeah. Amalun Yeti Alai, he says, don't worry. You, I, it's almost like a Lashon Shfua. Yeti Alai, I'll call Chutar Vachutar, all the beatings you gave me to have a Nachit Alai, have in Sharon Lachun Al Kadnai. I was Moichel. I was Moichel every single beating. However, and now, now it continues. There were two instances where Rebbe Tarfon acted like Beishamim, Vesachin, and got himself into Makom Sakana. Behada, in this case, where he wasn't. Again, he, he went to the field Shlobatova, yes, which is even though it was his own field, and then he ended up nearly being killed by the guards. And the other one is Kriyachma. Now, what's a Kriyachma? If you recall, this is the Mishnahs in the first Perik of, um, not Perik, second Perik. The first Perik, sorry, of the Brachos, where Beit Shammai says, at night time you're meant to lie down. And he says, I was mistaken, I didn't put myself in danger on the, when I lay down on the roadside to, at night time to read re Kriyachma like Beit Shammai. So those are the two instances where he, was, he put himself in danger. So Rabbi Avau B'Shem Ram Chanina Ben Gamliel says as follows, Kol Rabbi Tarfon, all the life of Rabbi Tarfon, Hamit An Eldavar, he was upset about this incident. But what was he upset about? Not that he got beaten. Meaning, how did he get himself out of this situation about being beaten? He used the fact that of his position, his stature, he said, this is Rabbi Tarfon effectively. 
And he, he felt that that was mishtate, he was mishtamesh, he was using the covet of Torah to get him out of the situation. What other mm. options did he have? Reb Chaim says he had other options. He qu- quotes in the Darim, if this is in the Bavli, that he was very wit, rich. He could have said, stop beating me and I'll pay you handsomely. But because he used the Keter Torah, he felt, sorry, he used the Keter Torah to save his life, took advantage of his, I'm Rabbi, I'm Rabbi Tarathon, he felt a regret for that because you're not meant to mishtamish the Keter Torah for any personal gain. And uh, therefore he, uh, he felt guilty. He felt uh, bad about this, says all his life. Even in this case, saying I'm Rabbi Tarfon also meant I'm the Baalim here. Yeah, well, it sounds like it sounds like it wasn't the case. It sounds like um, mm-hmm. he felt that was Mishdamish the Ketat Shatara. Now, what were the what are the guards doing there during Shvius? Good question. That relates, by the way, I forgot to mention this yesterday. We said yesterday that um, that you're not with a with a wall fence. Remember, we said you're not allowed to cement the breach in the wall, but you're allowed to put little stones together. The reason why is because you're not allowed to guard off your fe- your your field during Schmitter. So I don't know actually. It's a good question. What these guards? So I'm, all I've done is strengthen your question. Really, I'm not sure why uh, the Shomrim were there. Um, maybe for other purposes, I don't know. Maybe uh, for the for the animals or other things as well. But you're but uh, again, I'm. Uh, I'm not sure. It's a good question. How 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 the guards were even allowed to be there? Okay, terrific. Okay, I assumed. It, by the way, in this story, I assumed it was his showman, but it might not have been. But I assumed it was. But anyway, let's continue. Uh, that's uh, that's that's a sure. Let's uh, we'll pick up tomorrow. Yes, Thank you very awesome. much.